Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best Buffet Section. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Oh, it's sweaty. It's, it's sneezy. Crowded. It's sneezy. It's grumpy. It's a little dopey. And it's dark. It's buffets. Oh, the before <laughs> times, Mark. Hal, are you ever going to go to a buffet again? No. Really? Pass. Hard pass. Wow. Not interested. Were you a buffet person before? Yes. Oh, was oh I that's person? sad. I feel like this episode is going to make you sad then. I, I have no problem going to a buffet once everything reopens. Couldn't be less shocked. <laughs> it's just not possible for me to be yeah. less shocked than I am right now. I'm in a totally relaxed state my body shock a totally relaxed state of shock state of shock could not be i'm less i couldn't be less it's possible it's if less shock could be in my body i would be on another plane of existence i feel like i'm being insulted a little am i being insulted am i being called reckless look there are there are Many different types of people on this planet. Were you about to say there are two types of people in the world? There are two types of people on this planet, Mark. There are people who learned something in the last two years and people who have just been waiting for the last two years to pass so they can go back to all the gross germ spreading stuff that they did before. Guess what I am? I'm one of those. I'm waiting for this pandemic to be over and then I will go to a buffet. Al. The people at the buffet, Mark, are the same Mm -hmm. people who lick their fingers when they count money. Those people are there. They're licking. They're spitting. I don't use they're cash doing, anymore. It's okay. Ribs and they go, I'm not going to take money from them. No, but they're grabbing the spoons, Mark. They're touching everything, and then you're touching it. And that sneeze guard doesn't do anything. It never did. All right. How about this, Hal? How about you it? and I will go to a, a buffet, we, but, we, and I'll sit outside and wait for you. You, you. I will bring you personalized monogrammed tongs. No. You can have your own tongs. It's not going to work. And they'll be real long. I'll get some real. No. I'll get some long tongs. Hal, Hal, Hal. Then are we going to go fishing in toilets? Stop it. I don't, I would like my own tongs in general. Yes. That is very appealing to me, but I don't want to have, let me tell you a story. Would they have Mickey hands on them? Tell me a story. story Just so you know how deep into the buffet culture I was when I attended Syracuse University in the, in the mid to late nineties. Erie Boulevard is where it was all happening. That is that is the local like major highway. It used to be part of the Erie Canal, but now that Erie is in the, okay the canal. I don't know if yes. it's Erie one e or two e's spooky. No, it is it is e r e r i e. Yes, mm-hmm. that is where all the major restaurants are. It's still like a thoroughfare for trucks and stuff. So there are a lot of a lot of different places there. And and among all of those restaurants was an inexpensive Chinese buffet. Don't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. one of my best friends in the world still to this day, Steve. He and I, he was my college roommate for three years, and mm-hmm. we would go there all the time. And the day that we walked in, and the hostess said, seat by the window, Diet Pepsi and a fruit punch, I turned to Steve and I said, we can never come here again. Because <laughs> you know what we are now? 
were regulars at the Chinese buffet. Yeah, you're not wrong being a regular at the Chinese buffet. How this might this episode might wind up just being nostalgia for you then mm. for the great buffets you've been to. Tell me, okay. Yes. Uh give me the the best buffet section uh, as the topic is ancillary to I just want sure. to talk about buffets with you. Of course, happy to talk about them. We can go back and forth. Yeah. Favorite buffets you've ever been to. Oh. Um Sweet Tomatoes. And there is that other... the name of a buffet, or are you beginning a sentence with "Sweet tomatoes"? I love this buffet. Sweet tomatoes? Do I love buffets? Sweet no. tomatoes. Sweet tomatoes is a chain. It is mm-hmm. also known as Soup. <laughs> no longer with us. Oh, so, oh, that's the name yes. that. Yeah, you can't call a place Soup. You can say Correct. that it used to be called Soup Plantation. Yeah, a know, horrifying name. It had the horrifying name of Soup Plantation. Yeah, that was my jam for so many years, yeah, and I would go and make a very unhealthy salad. And then I would, but really, I would eat that psychologically. So I would feel like I'd done something healthy mm-hmm. before I committed a crime in the soup section <laughs> and just had so much soup. And then, then I graduated. See, yeah. I had a whole, like I did the rounds. You yeah. do the soup, you do the mac and cheese, then you go get the bacon from the fixins bar and you put it all over the mac and cheese. What am I dumb? No. It's a good move. When I started my current job, which I've been at for 12 years. Our first office was near a soup plantation location. And I would go there and get takeout. And they give you the quart for the soup. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, you can do takeout at a buffet? Yeah, you get a to-go container, and then you fill it with soup. You can get oh, a bunch okay. of them, get a bunch of soups if you were hosting a soup party at work. But I would get the chunk chicken noodle, and here's mm-hmm. what I would do. Start with a little salt in the container. Then you start scooping out all the chunks and noodles, but you do that thing where you press the ladle against the side. So the so you're not getting a lot fruit, of broth. Yeah, you load it up with that. You, that's what you fill it with. Oh, you so you're it. the guy who does that. So whoever comes in later in the day, they're like, hey, this chicken chunk noodle soup has no they, chicken or noodles left. They put out new soup. They go and check and see if there's just like one noodle floating in there. Then they get a new one. It's not like they're running out. So. You load it up with the chunks of the chicken, and I will wait uh-huh. if it's if there's a new one. I will say, can we get a new one in here with the chunks? You fill that up, maybe a little more salt, and then you put the broth in to fill. A little more salt. You're salting. Time. See, I always find the soups there were pretty salty. Mark, I'm not well. You additional salt. Them. This is how I'm telling you. Well, you have you. like, I mean, you have like chef's palate. That chef's put so much salt in stuff. My yeah. mom has no chef's palate. That's I, nice I shouldn't that. say that my mom's a wonderful cook, but my mom growing up would never put salt in anything. And I would have to sneak and I had to sneak and put salt on. You got uh, trouble? The, uh, no. And when we were cooking together over the holidays once, I was oh, like, okay. you got to salt these uh, butternut squash cubes. She's like, I don't know. That's not healthy. Like you got to. Oh, she's trying so to. So when do. her back was turned, I salted them. In she's the doing oven. the healthy thing. That's what's yeah. going on there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had a whole system. Uh, any buffet I ever attacked, there was always a system to it. What's your your so your system? It sounds to me because here was my problem with soup plantation. Yeah. Aside from the name, yeah, is that they did this sort of diab not diabolical. It's I I get what they're doing, but they put all the you're paying one price, right? Yeah, that's right. For a buffet experience. Yes, that's right. But they put. All of the expensive stuff at the end. You know what I mean? It's all fillers at the beginning. Your lettuces. You're building a salad. So you start with your. No, no, no. I'm I'm saying the salad bar itself. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? You start with the salads and then you hit the soups. And if you're like, this is a buffet, I can load up. You've loaded up on soups and salads. Then by the time that you get to, you know, the hot entrees down at the other end, 
you're like, ah, I've already filled up on so much soup and salad. I don't want this slightly more upscale. What upscale food are you getting at that restaurant? There's no carving station. Oh, that's true. It, this this is more specific pizza? to a buffet with a carving section. Oh yeah, carving section. You have look. The, I'm thinking little... like you know, there's like chicken pastas and like yes. big big filling, hearty protein based yeah. dishes at the end. Yeah, they load you up at the beginning with yeah. soups and salads. So that that stuff lasts longer. I think. The, they want you to eat a lot of the cheaper stuff. Yeah. Not a loss leader. It's that's yeah. Look, if the buffet fools you once, shame on the buffet. If the buffet fools you twice, shame on you. Are you the guy going backwards through the buffet? No, but I know where I, I know if there's a, a buffet, there's going to be a carving station. Like I'm not. First of all, we can agree that the salad bar is never going to be the best part. Because I don't know. I don't know. The salad dressings have turned into a series of Jackson Pollock. Because they've all mixed together because people are gross. These yeah. And these are all like, let's not even talk about COVID and, and communicable diseases. Let's just talk about how gross and messy and sloppy people are. You are someone who, who creates napkin dams on his plate to keep food separate from one another yeah. or did at one point. So there is a part of you that likes things to be organized. I do. So when you look at a salad bar and you mm-hmm. see some beets in the cottage cheese. And some yeah. beans and the peaches. I Isn't avoid that look, you insane. Uh, yes, but I never. I, I mean, I don't know how they did things where you grew up, but like they it's put not it a bucket. We ate out of it. It's yeah. Food. It's what is up with the uh the what's it called a uh, Philly Friends Town where you grew up? Yeah, Philly Friends Town. That's the name <laughs> of it. Uh, J- uh, Jimmy and the Quakers. Yeah, Jimmy and the Quakers was our house band. Yeah, but like it, it never bothered me that much because there's always in the tub of pudding that was next to inexplicably the shredded cheese uh there might be one or two little shreds of cheese that made their way into this pudding but you can work around that there is a big spoon there yeah isn't that a great experience (laughs) yeah that you have to play the yarn game from entrapment just to get some pudding into a cup but my butt looks better than uh catherine zeta jones when i'm getting that pudding there's no arguing that I just think it's the salad. Like, if you're going to a buffet, are you really going for the salad bar? That's no. the part that they give you for like unlimited salad bar. The salad, yeah. You're uh, look. I like a salad bar. It's funny. Like, I would always get stuff from the salad bar, but I never made a proper big salad. You know what I mean? It'd be like I would go to the super bar, which we will talk about in a bit. The, you at, remember the at super Wendy's? bar at Wendy's? Yeah, sure. The Wendy's super bar, and you, I'd like. Okay, I'm going to go to the super bar, which means I'm going to get a little bit of pasta, some nachos. Then I'm going to walk over to the salad bar and just get a hard-boiled egg and a little bacon. Because why not? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I will use the salad bar as my – like you did with the mac and cheese and the bacon. I will use the salad bar as an augmentor to the other sections. I will tell you – and this will lead me to another uh, buffet section that I enjoy. Nachos? Wait, I want to put this plate together in my head. For, for those who don't know, the Wendy's Super Bar was a three-section salad bar that they had at Wendy's in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah. It was there very briefly because they lost so much money on it. Do you remember this? <laughs> they had one section called the Garden Spot. There was just yeah. a huge salad bar where inexplicably the shredded cheese was next to the uh, big tub of brown chocolate pudding at the mm. end. Um, and then they had a section that was, uh, like pastas and more or something like that. And so it was all assorted pastas and assorted sauces. 
So you would get the kind of pasta you like and you get the kind of sauce you like. And then you go further down and it was a build your own taco and nachos bar. So you would put together a plate out of that. I would put together a, yeah. That somebody in an elementary school cafeteria would give you a quarter to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, I was creating the culinary equivalent of the My Little Pony Discord, who is made out of assorted other My Little Ponies. (laughs) Sorry, I took you out of a thought. Do you remember what you were talking about? Because I don't. Uh, no, I was going, I was going, I was going to say, um, another favorite section of mine in is uh, specific to, no, I don't remember where I was going with that, but I'll go somewhere else. (laughs) My favorite growing up was a uh was a buffet at a pizza joint called Mr. Gaddy's in Knoxville. It was a, a chain in the south uh called Mr. Gaddy's Pizza. And um similar and they had uh similar yeah but a little a little pricier and a little better than CC's or Chi-Chi's however you want to call it. Sure. Uh but I specifically liked it because they had a kids room and in the kids room they had a great big projection TV that was always playing Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Mm. Looney Tunes, like all, you know, things that would have been playing as reels, you know, back in the 40s between the features. With sound? The uh, yeah, with sound? with sound. So it would just be, well, Charlie Chaplin was just his monologue from The Great Dictator. Yeah, over and over and again. <laughs> must be overcome by the people, and it shall return to the people. Oh, yeah, it was a great place. But the pizza section. I've always loved the pizza section in a buffet. Because the pizza section is the only stackable section in a buffet. You mean you can take a bunch of slices and stack them on top of one yeah. another? Do you know how, do you know how much real estate on my plate six slices of pizza take? As much real estate as one slice of pizza takes. <laughs> Good. You're building up, not out. Exactly. It's yeah. The difference between building in New York and building in Montana. <laughs> You're right. going vertical as opposed to horizontal. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. That's how you, that's how I, uh, how I rock it. But that leads me to let's create. As we talk about what our favorite buffet sections are, let's create an ultimate buffet. You and I, we will create all of the sections we can possibly imagine. We will start with the three sections that are available in the former, uh, now defunct Wendy's Super Bar. Mm-hmm. And that is the pasta station, the nacho station, and the salad bar. I, I don't think I've ever had pasta from a buffet that I thought was any good. And it's not the fault of, it must be incredibly hard. I don't Mm. know if we have anybody out amongst the people of the world who has worked at a buffet specifically as one of the cooks, but you have to make an extraordinary amount of food that has to keep being delivered. And at a certain point, it's got to be difficult to, number one, do quality control. And number two, not have it just mush up or, you know, it has to sit out. I can't, it's not already, I, I can't imagine it's being cooked and then quickly taken out. I imagine a lot of the time there has to be something mm-hmm. ready to go. That's my guess based on what I see. I've just never seen anything there that's fresh that I've been like, this sounds like a great, I just saw, I mean, you're sitting here talking about the food not being fresh and you just typed shellfish station. Yeah. Look, illustrating man. Illustrating my point perfect. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the problem with any buffet too, is if you don't catch it when it's fresh, like I love a chicken breast, but if you get there just a little too late, it looks like they all drank out of the wrong grail. <laughs> so, you know what that I'm a second day pizza person. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily bother me. It, if I'm going to a buffet, yeah. 
quality is not necessarily the top of mind element. There's a fun element of risk and danger with anything you mm-hmm. eat from a buffet. Look, like uh, the reason I put shellfish station because one of my favorite sections at a buffet crab is crab legs. Sure, Chinese buffet. A lot of times uh, in Tennessee, our our Chinese buffet had cra- always had crab legs. Crab legs are always the first thing to go in Florida. Forget about it. Every buffet has a crab leg section, of and course. I'm thinking shrimp cocktails and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, frequently, oh. I think it's easier in a shellfish station to do chilled. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. So it's, you're not, you're not, I think a hot section is where you're going to run into some of the problems that you were talking about with them choosing poorly. But I think that the cold sections, especially a cold protein section, because mm. protein is going to be a big part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your carving station, your fried chicken section that there's always like, you know, a lot of places they'll have the, they'll keep dropping, just dropping, you know, chicken wings and, uh, drumsticks out there all never seen good chicken wings never seen good chicken wings at a buffet no no it also depends there are a lot of different types of buffets right well this is let me get back to what we were talking about before which is more of your favorite buffets yeah you mentioned soup plantation now sweet tomato it's called Uh, sweet tomatoes is the alternate brand i think they used it i'm not sure what the delineation was between using one versus the other that company is defunct i do love a chinese food buffet yeah i love to get barbecued chicken on white mm-hmm. rice, it's like that red chicken where it's like a sweet barbecue on it. Yeah. It's not like slathered. And then I will go, there are a couple when we visit Florida that I've liked historically. And I love wonton soup. I've loved it ever since I was a kid. I've never been a fan of the green onions in it because I don't like the texture of it. I don't, mm. I, I like green onions, just not in the soup. And so there I will. stuck in your teeth, kind of like. Exactly. I will load the bowl with wontons and then put a little broth in and then get the crispy noodles and load that in there. Yeah. I love putting that on top and it's so good. I could go back and eat that like 10 times and that's the whole meal. You know, it's interesting. Soups seem like kind of a perfect buffet item because the lid is closed on them to keep them hot. You hope. Yes. They're designed to be just like left warm and the longer they sit, the better they get. Yes. And made to be cooked in bulk too, in large amounts. They can be cooked in huge amounts. And what is, I guess you can't probably, you probably can't take it back in at the end of the day, but no, you shouldn't take any of it back. No, you're not taking any of it back, but I don't know what the rules are to buffet because it's like, yeah, once it's been out there and one customer's touched it, then no other customer can touch it. Well, every customer's touching it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I didn't mean to make you grossed out even further. It's just weird to think of the things for me, the things that I did haphazardly mm-hmm. and pandemic or, you know, the one thing we all have the opportunity to learn out of this mm-hmm. is everything's going to kill us. No, 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 and no. Don't touch how to anything. Be, how to be more sanitary, like be smarter about washing your hands before you touch your eyes, nose and mouth. Mm-hmm. Just things that I didn't think about as much that I should have thought about more. Like yeah. I'm touching X and then I'm touching my eye. Am I going to get a terrible disease? Probably not. But are there bacteria there that I don't need to spread to other parts of my body? Probably. I could be a little bit more sanitary as a human being is what I'm saying. And and a buffet mm. is just the thought of it, obviously, is just it makes me think, like, why did I ever do that? Oh, I'm waiting for him to come back. What do you want so badly? What is it you want? The freedom to put anything on a plate that I want. That's what I love about a buffet. It's the freedom to put anything on a plate that I want to put on a plate. Yeah. 
Specifically, uh, one of my favorite buffets is, and I know you've done some gambling and spent some time in this lovely town. Mm-hmm. You've hit some of the Vegas buffets. Did you ever hit the Sahara when that one was around? No, my best memory was uh, was Caesar's Palace for Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh, but nice. Go ahead and tell me about the Sahara. Well, the, the Sahara, it was one of these giant buffets that was great because it wasn't too expensive, but it had everything. And I love that idea of getting a plate. And if I want to, I have no real culinary qualms about putting an entire globe's worth of food on one plate. I will have sushi on the same plate with chicken wings and nachos because I'm getting sushi and then going straight to Wendy's, I guess, in this version. But like any food that I can think about, any cuisine that I can think about wanting, this buffet had and you would walk in and it's just a, you know, this vast sea. So I would that would that for me is the appeal of a buffet. It's less about the quantity or, you know, the instant gratification of like the second you sit down at the table, you just walk up and go get whatever you want, which I also love. But it's the for me, it's the variety of it all. OK, so we're talking about a gigantic buffet. So I think about like Sizzler, Old Country Buffet. Oh, I'm, I, look, if we're, we're creating is, is the everything. best buffet section, yeah. I'm not talking, yeah, I'm not talking about the pudding with the cheddar cheese shreds in it. I'm talking about <laughs> the Tower of Lobsters. Yep. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're going I'm talking Vegas. big buffet. What is the best part of the, I think that the sides, I, see, I think the biggest trick the devil ever pulled was the sides because they can make great sides, but. Mm-hmm. mashed potatoes are fine mm-hmm. at a buffet generally you want to coat them in gravy to get yeah. a good flavor out of them and they fill you up yeah so you don't get as much of everything else so that really i that's like, why I, yeah. question is is the pursuit to feel like you got the most value for the amount you had to spend is because a lot of buffets especially in vegas are expensive you yeah. can get your money's worth pretty easily based on what they're going to charge for stuff a la carte but is it really like feel like all right, I got my money's worth. Or is it just, what is the best plate that I can make? Because I could eat less at a buffet and be fine or eat a, a smaller variety of, like, I don't feel the need to go around the world. And I, and I learned at a certain age not to overload my plate the first time. I'd rather do a bunch of plates mm-hmm. so that I have, I like, like, okay, I ate this. Now I'm going to wait a second. And I'm already planning out. I like, I always, I would do a walk through the buffet first to see everything and start planning it out. Yeah. In my head, like I'm in an HGTV show and I'm redoing a kitchen. I'm like, all right, we're going to move. We're going to move the turkey here. We're going to have some corn and some, uh, some broccoli in there. We're going to get a couple of rolls and then we're going to demo all that, bring in the prime <laughs> rib. We'll add some potatoes to that. Yeah. I find it hard to say that anything at a buffet for me is as good as the carving station. You know, I was just going to mention the carving station because I think it really had, it's always got the line. The carvings, any station where the, any station that is manned is always going to have the line. Yes. At a breakfast buffet, it's going to be the omelet station. Yeah. You're like, uh, which by the way, twist. we're going to, we're going to have to have a, uh, a breakfast discussion in a second because a breakfast buffet is a whole other ball game. And the section that wins might be in that one, but I think it's the meat that you choose in the carving station. A carving station can be so hit or miss. You know what I mean? This is where it does become about quality because you get if you, an old piece. Yeah. It's just you, cutting what's left of it. And it feels like the depression era, like this is the round we were able to get from the dumpster <laughs> behind the bushes. So let's slice it up and be glad for what you have. We're going to heat it up in an old shoe and that's what you're going to eat it out of. Yeah. I would get the carving station during a uh, meal rush times. 
if I'm at odd hours, if I'm going at, you know, three or four in the afternoon, carving station might be a nightmare. Carving station might be the jerky carving station. Right. You know what I mean? That's true. It's also tougher if they're doing a bird. You know what I mean? If a, if it's yeah. beef, it's a little easier to, you know, cook it, you know, if it's prime rib, yeah. a little rarer so that it maintains its uh, juices. Yes. A bird is just going to get, you know, it's just going to become dry. But that's what the gravy's for. That's why that's there's true. a, a giant thing. You plate. just put gravy on, you're like, well, get the mashed potatoes, but put gravy on them. Oh, get yeah. the carving station, but put gravy on it. Put get some uh, cheddar cheese pudding, but put some gravy on it. Put the gravy on the cheddar cheese pudding. After hundred percent. Yeah. Gravy goes on everything. <laughs> I don't care what kind of gravy it is as long as there's no mushroom chunks in it. I don't like that. <laughs> I ordered a gravy. I ordered something with gravy recently that was delivered to my home. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited to eat this meal. Little did I know that it was a mushroom gravy, and I just took it. And I was like, "Oh, I'll just pour it out." out, out. There's mushrooms oh. everywhere. Did I spend the time to pick them all out? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. I, of had course a boy. I did. I, I had a recent. I guess it wasn't terribly recent because it was the end of the baseball season. My most disappointing food coming to my apartment thing. You can order in Los Angeles Dodger Stadium food. Oh, so you can get like Dodger dogs sent exactly to, you? to be sent to your home. They're great. They're great. And my dad and I, my dad was in town and we were watching a ball game and I was like, we're watching it at home. We can't go to the game. Let's order some, uh, Dodger stuff. The thing I was disappointed about, the nachos did not come in a helmet and the pitcher had them in the helmet. Uh, I ordered the nachos for the helmet. Ugh. Came in a clamshell. How dare they? I don't like nachos in a helmet. I, if I'm going to get something in a helmet, it's got to be the Sunday for me. Interesting. I like nachos in a helmet. Also, like, um, I guess it depends on the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little, if it's a little, uh, like one of those little mini football helmets, I'll do, I like an ice cream sundae in that. But if it's like, these nachos come in like a full size, like, oh, when you're the, done, you put the helmet on. Oh, you know it's what I like mean? Corey Seeger's batting helmet. Exactly. It's the size the of a batting helmet. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, that changes the whole game for me. Yeah. You should see. I don't think it's actually Corey Seeger's yeah. batting helmet. Here's another element to the carving station that you don't get everywhere else. There are some places that do it, like a make-your-own-omelet station at a mm-hmm. brunch where you have someone to talk to. And some omelet stations aren't like that. Some omelet stations, you drop off the order, and then, like, there are a bunch of people with order. Like, you're just there wandering around, mm-hmm. milling around like a bunch of expectant fathers in a 1950s film <laughs> waiting for your omelet to be born. Yeah. But the the carving station, you have someone to talk to. And make awkward conversation with that you don't want to talk to because you have to be standing there while they're making, <laughs> they're doing the thing. And they don't want to talk to you either. Nobody yeah. wants to talk to anybody. It's not, wait, nobody wants to talk a, to anybody. Uh, I mean, not there. I just want the food that I'm going to put in my mouth. Yeah, that's fair. I'll talk to the other people at the table and it'll, and the whole conversation will be like every conversation around the dinner table when you're eating. How's your food? <laughs> Is that good? I should try that. Where'd you get that? Where's that? Ooh, that one looks good. Is that over by the carving station? Yeah. Yeah. Of course it is. Everything revolves around the carving station for me. I know. Let's take a break. Fine. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more sections. And I want to jump into breakfast because there's some great breakfast stuff that happens at a buffet. When we come back from the break, not only will we talk about the breakfast buffet, but I will tell you the best place to go to get the best possible dish at a breakfast buffet Ooh. on the whole planet. I bet I know what it is. Oh, I wonder if you do. I do. We'll be right back. 
Most game shows quiz contestants about topics they don't even care about. But for 100 episodes, the Go Fact Yourself podcast has asked celebrity guests trivia about topics they choose for themselves. And introduced them to some of their personal heroes along the way. Oh my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm going to cry. Oh my stuff. <laughs> it's so, so exciting to meet you. Join me, J. Keith Van Stratton. And me, Helen Hong, along with special guests DJ Jazzy Jeff and Faith Saley, plus some amazing surprise experts on the 100th episode of Go Fact Yourself. And join us twice a month, every month, for new episodes of Go Fact Yourself here on Maximum Fun. It's the dramatic conclusion of Minority Corner with your host, James Arthur M. Yes, that's right. After seven years, this will be the end. Will James and his guest co-host solve racism, homophobia, and sexism? Will James end his longtime feud with Jennifer Hudson? Will someone get married, turn out to be an evil twin? Will James and his guest co-host talk about news, pop culture, history, and all things nerdy? Probably. Yeah, that's probably the one that will definitely happen. Find out on the dramatic conclusion of Minority Corner right here on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. I actually do wonder if you know. I know exactly what it is. Really? Tell me what it is. I'll tell you what it is. You said the best food item from a section at a buffet. This are you, are you talking best? about the, the section is itself the best or no. the food item is the best? I'm going to tell. Well, it's. I think it might be both. I'm going to tell you the best item to get. Mm-hmm. From what I think might be the best section of the buffet. Okay. Well, actually, no. It might not be the best section of the buffet, but I will tell you the best dish to get at breakfast. We're talking breakfast. brunch in the in the entire world. Brunch buffet. Okay. So I'll tell you mine, but Please. I'm going to take a guess on guess on what I think yours is. Tell me yours. Is it the make your own and flip over your own waffle station at every Hampton Inn across the country from when we were touring with Welcome to Night Vale? Because no. that. <laughs> Is one of my favorite things in the world is that you walk over and you got the, the thing of batter and you put batter your little paper cup it. under it and you uh, get your batter, pour it in the thing. It beeps. You flip it over. While that's happening, you go and uh, stuff your pockets with hard-boiled eggs and tiny boxes of cereal for the long drives. <laughs> I like a hard-boiled egg, man. Uh, and they're good for a drive. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> No, my favorite, my favorite thing I've seen on a breakfast buffet was specific to Bangkok in Thailand was congee bowls. Do you know congee bowls? No, are they bowls of hard boiled eggs that you eat? Uh, Yeah, they're just hard boiled eggs. No, it's like a porridge. Okay. I don't know if it's specifically Thai or if it's all of Southeast Asia or, uh, I have a Chinese friend who said she ate congee bowls growing up, but it's, uh, it's basically like a porridge and then a whole salad bar. But instead of putting toppings on a salad, you're putting toppings on a porridge. Okay. And it's really fun and really great. And I had it for breakfast every morning when I was staying there. Okay. That I really love. But what is your, now I'm curious, what is your specific, is this at one specific buffet or this is a lot of buffets have it? I'm going to tell you one specific buffet. Okay. uh, That has some locations around the world, but they're, Mm -hmm. the majority of them are in a couple places. And you, that was a very good guess because I do love a make your own waffle bar. I think waffles are. I, I was going back and forth between whether it was my favorite section between that and a, I think a make your own omelet might be better for a brunch just because of the way you can make so many different things from it. It can be either just some healthy eggs that you want them to make, yeah. or you could load it up with different meats and cheeses or a hard boiled egg. Put that in there. Put a hard boiled egg on it. There is a restaurant called mm-hmm. Duke's mm-hmm. 
that is named after a famous Hawaiian born surfer. This is Duke Kahanamoku. Duke Kahanamoku. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a Duke's in, in Kauai. There are a couple of Duke's in the Hawaiian islands, of course. Then there's Mm -hmm. one in Malibu, California. There's one in Huntington Beach, California. I've been to the Malibu Dukes. So have I many times. I was introduced to it by Jennifer. She's great. I'm a big fan. Of course. Aren't we all? And they have waffles there that are very well-made waffles. But what you top them with is a Kahlua whipped cream. So what you do is you take the waffle. So it is the waffle station. Uh, Yeah. Well, you take the, they don't, you don't make your waffle. They just, they're making waffles Uh and putting them in a thing. Take a waffle Mm -hmm. and put the syrup, maple syrup on it. Mm-hmm. Then you put the apples on it, the hot apples. Mm-hmm. Then you take the Kahlua cream and put all that on top. And then you eat that. And then you're then a you step sleep closer. for the rest of the day. Yeah. You're not somebody, you're not quite asleep. You're not quite awake. You're in sort of like a twilight consciousness and you float around the planet <laughs> and you know what true peace is. All right. See, this is where, this is one, we've done a lot of food episodes on here and this is a big way that you and I differ. Mm-hmm. Nothing sounds less appealing to me for breakfast than sweets. And sweets, yeah. I get it. I am an all, all savory, except a bowl of cereal. I like a bowl of cereal, but I'm an all savory. Now, I will, if I'm doing breakfast dessert, if I'm having one of those indulgent brunch moments, I will do all of my savory stuff. And once I am sated on the savory side, then I will end with a small version of that. I would do like a quarter of a Belgian waffle. You know what I mean? Like. I was going to say to you, would it make a difference to you to know that that comes at the end of the brunch every time? Oh, no, that's delightful. That's what you end with. You start with your eggs and a meat potato. Mm -hmm. Then you move to a lunch type food, either something from the carving station, some steamed broccoli, maybe a little, little, uh, right there you do like this is Hawaii, right? Pig with an apple in its mouth. Yeah. Pig with an apple in its mouth. You just Mm -hmm. take a bite out of its neck. (laughs) <laughs> you just what are you doing i'm oh, sorry i'm vampiring this pig if you'll please back up yeah. this is a buffet excuse me soon this pig soon this pig will be part of my clutch of <laughs> vampires what are they called in their group uh group? a coven a coven yeah if you're Martin oven Borsier, rhymes with oven so you can't use that <laughs> oh i love that movie so much <laughs> uh yeah you do your bre- your savory breakfast then you do Maybe you have a pancake or two in there. You know, I don't, I don't know your life. Then you mm-hmm. do the lunch. Then you do the dessert. And in this case, the dessert is a giant waffle. Again, I'm not well. A Wait, hang waffle. on a second. This is not, this is the unwell part that I'm curious about. Yeah. When you go to brunch, you, do you separate it. You what? do a, you do a breakfast half and a lunch half. You do the, yeah, you do the breakfast foods first. You eat that. You make a plate of that. You have it. Maybe you have more if you want more. Then you move to a lunch thing and you have that. Then I love have, this approach. Then you have some watermelon wedges mm-hmm. or some fruit. Sure. Because you're like going that. through the whole day. Yeah. You're covering a full day. So here's what you do. You go in the first thing you get is coffee because can't start my day without my coffee. Am I right? yes, don't even talk to me. Don't, um, don't even talk to me. Uh, and then you have breakfast and then you go sit down to eat the breakfast. You go right back up to the buffet. You get a lunch thing. You go sit down, eat the lunch thing. You go right back up. You get a dessert thing. Get fruit, go back down, fruit, go yeah. back up, get high tea. Yeah, uh, have a high tea, like your three o'clock meal. Mm-hmm. Go back, eat that, then go up and have a full dinner. Get a full dinner. Full, full, full dinner. Yeah. Go sit back down, do that. Then go up and get a late night snack. Yes. So by now you've been in the restaurant. It's like noon already and you're having your late night snack. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a sleeve of Oreos and, uh, and a two bowls of cereal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, then I nap 
for like an hour. And then I get up and oh, it's breakfast time. And then I, hey. and I have breakfast. Sure. And it's all still out there. You know, you can yeah. even use the same plate from your previous breakfast because all of this is happening in a very short window of time because time means nothing anymore. Yeah. Do you remember the movie Interstellar where they go to the planet where every minute is like an hour? Everything. I don't. I, that planet time slows down. So like it was like Einstein's dream. Is like a, is like, yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. an hour, the real world or something like that. Some mathematic. That's me at a buffet. Every minute is like two hours of time. So I go through generations of my family eating meals there <laughs> while other people just sit down for one meal. And I don't know who of us is doing the buffet better. That's not my place, but probably me. Yeah. Look, man, if you're maximizing your value. Yes. That's the thing. So I if, if time, if time moves in a, at a different speed for you at this buffet, yeah. it's worth the twenty nine ninety nine. It's a flat circle, and that flat circle is a pancake that I have. Uh oh. Uh oh. Course number twelve. Uh oh. Are you Shaquille O'Neal flat earthing me right now? <laughs> yes. We just don't know. Is what I'm saying. We can't. We prove just it. don't know. We just don't know. Oh, yes, we do. We don't know. I don't know. Do your own research, Mark. <laughs> uh, this is very meandering. Yeah, you know the, look, man. Hey, you hold on a second. Food. You and I, I'm going to give a little how the sausage is made. We what did one it? episode tonight that was very researched. Yeah. Uh, beautifully by Kate McManus. Then we did a little extra research on it. And Hal texts me before the thing and is like, just so you know, I don't like categories and lists. And then I'm like categories and lists. I wanted to And I'm all up. categories and lists on this show. I said, and then I was like, and then I offer up, well, let's do a meandering one. Yeah. Like best buffet section. And I'm like, this is meandering. I well, will no, no. bracket this. I will make brackets I know. so no, fast. Please. I, How? I will make brackets so fast. Fine. You know what? No, no. We're going to the East right oh, now. God, no. In the East, it's Look, the Wendy's Super Bar Corner. That's right. Place. It's time and place. Look, I appreciate the structure. I was wrong about the structure. We, it was still a freewheeling conversation. I appreciate that. It was a good uh, push and pull there. This is meandering, and I'm enjoying that as well. But I'm, it occurs to me that we probably already know the answer, and we're just... I don't know. I've got. Look, well, let's talk about what we have so far. What have we yeah. laid out on the table? Carving station, omelet station, waffle station, nacho station, pasta station, salad bar, shellfish station, and soups. soups. I would say there are two. We have we have not touched desserts yet. Yeah, and there are a couple more in the breakfast area, and that would be for me. It's the classic Americana breakfast section. I love that because I can get my bacon. I can get my eggs, I can get my hash browns, I can go full American breakfast, then I can walk right over to the sushi, put some sushi on there, Don't do go that. get a kanji bowl. Too much. There's Too a lot. Much. There's a lot. Too chaotic. Yeah, but I think I think for me right now, the contenders in this, mm. I know you're going to say carving station. I agree a well-tended carving station is great. I'm not going to say carving. I think my argument right now, I, or my, I'm leaning right now towards soups. I agree. It is soups. You think it's soups? Yeah, of course it's soups. Interesting. Well, the why, carving why station we... can dry out. You can get the butt. Exactly. Like all the soup can do is be empty. And then, then what do they do? They bring out or a soup new canister of soup. Now, is there something in the dessert section? Oh, Ken just threw one out there in the chat. Oh, no. Ken, Ken chose violence this morning. He woke up and chose violence. He wrote chocolate <laughs> fountain. The chocolate fountain is epic. We're going, we're moving on to desserts right now. It's time uh, for dessert. What's wrong is with it the ever chocolate high quality fountain? chocolate? I don't know. Probably at the Godiva buffet. The Ghirardelli, the Ghirardelli buffet. No, that's the, you're making it up now. No, nah, man. There's a Ghirardelli and Godiva joint buffet. It's called G and G buffet. No, it's not. You're making it up. I'm not Tell making me, it up. 
Tell me about it. What is the what is G&G the buffet? My well, yeah, my family we used to always go because my brother and sister are Gabe and Gina. I yeah. was upset that it wasn't the G and G and M, but you know, there's no chocolate company that begins with M that I can think of. So mm-hmm. they had to do it like that. It was the two of them. You know what it was? It was when these the two chocolatiers realized, much like Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, who was great at making hamburgers. Yeah. Uh, they decided we're great at chocolate. I bet we can also do a salad bar a nacho bar and a pasta bar. Uh, and so they did. They added that up, uh, together with the, well, the way that they did it was G and G, uh, Godiva and Ghirardelli. G and G music factory. The G and G music factory. Oh, and you know what? Ken's right. Mars, M&M's Mars. That's a chocolate company. Come when on. Eat, when you eat our food, it's going to make you sweat till you bleed. <laughs> By the way, that's a horrifying lyric. Going to yeah. make you sweat till you bleed. A lot of horrifying stuff. You run out of sweat and blood just comes out. You know, they, they really exploited like the singer, the woman who did the singing for them. Grooves in the heart. No, that's delight. Oh, that's delight. Music factory. What was like? Oh, I have the power. Yes. That is what like a really talented singer who Mm -hmm. did not have the look that they desired. So they had like basically a model lip syncing and they didn't pay her what she should have been paid. The musician or the model? The musician. That's rough. I'm sure neither of them were paid well, but the no, musician was like video. working in the shadows, being a badass singer. They just didn't like her look, huh? That's disappointing. Like her look. It's like that, uh, like the, uh, the blues traveler video. Did you ever see that old blues travel? There was a blues traveler uh, video that was the same thing where they were hiding in the shadows, uh, singing. And there was a band that was like, yeah, that was like, cause they're like a bunch of Canadian schlubs. And oh, that's um the uh runaround, isn't that? Isn't was that it run? Yeah, it was runaround, and then they got like a bunch of. Uh, it's a Wizard of Oz. Yeah, then they got a bunch so of models the, to the play Wizard them. Of Oz in that. Yeah, I don't know. He's pretty front and center in a lot. He was front and center in Kingpin at the end of Kingpin when they the sang movie? that song. There were a bunch of Mennonites singing or Amish. I, I can't. Kingpin, the, the great Farrelly Brothers movie, Kingpin. Sure, finally, Big Earn is above the law. I just didn't remember. Uh, yeah, the that's song. the very end. It's over the credits. They're back at the farm, which they've saved. You really don't remember that, huh? Uh. Uh-uh. Is it soups? It is soups. People of the world, it's soup. it's soups. Asked and answered. Hey, you want to do a quick mini one? Since this one seemed a little short yeah, for me, come Andrew. On, throw it in there. I got a quick mini one for you. This is coming out of the Facebook chat. By the way, I should thank Don Viola or Viola. I don't know if she pronounces it Shakespeare style or orchestra style. Thank you, Don. But thank you, Don. This was a delightful topic. I was very <laughs> excited when I saw this. But I also saw on there, this is scrolling through the Facebook group, mm. uh, Nicole Markovitz Ansel had yes. a question. That's my childhood friend, Nicole. Your childhood friend, Nicole, asked, <laughs> what's the best word to say with a Philly accent? This one I cannot be any help on. But if you, I'll tell you what, Hal, if you give me five words in a Philly accent, I think we can pick among those five words. This is, by the way, this is just me pure pimping you. For a bit. I, th- I think the ones that people probably think of right away are wooder and eggs. Sure. Um, but like, there's gotta be some longer ones that aren't associated with Philly, right? I think the best one that I used to hear growing up, I can give you, I can give you another one to pat it out, right? So you mm-hmm. have hoagie, you have wooder, you have eggs. Well, there's yeah, 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 but I think. My favorite is attitude. 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 That's what people talk in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's attitude. Attitude. 
pretty good. I mean, it comes with the attitude itself comes with yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to give you words to say in a Show very a thick Philly accent. All right. Go ahead. Right go now. Ahead. Right now. Attitudes on the top of the attitude. list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, discombobulated. Discombobulated. It's not a lot in there to, you know, hold on to that would make it seem more like Philadelphia. I mean, that's one right there. Philadelphia Eagles. Philanthropy. Philanthropy. <laughs> mayo, mayo. Provolone. That's a good one. <laughs> Tomato. Uh, diamond studded zoot suit. Diamond studded zoot suit. It's not bad. I think you're expecting a little more out of this. Than I'm, I'm getting a little, I'm trying to, well, I'm trying to like find in different sounds. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to find different sounds with diphthongs and things in them. Cause Philadelphia uses weird diphthongs. Yeah. Oh, this Ken, are you, oh, our, our producer is sending us them. Yo, who's over there talking about this establishmentarianism? Anti, what about, I was, I was actually are talking you, about anti establishment. Anti establishmentarianism. Just are dropping you old it all of a sudden. Don't cop an attitude with me. <laughs> I think it's attitude. I have no idea if this will be in the show. It's attitude. Oh, it's in there. <laughs> Asked and answer. People in the world. Asked. It's attitude. How you doing? Where you's going? Oh, we we had a woman who lived across the street from us mm-hmm. in Northeast Philly. It was all row homes. So the wait, say that in a Philly accent. It's all row homes. So <laughs> the primary bedroom, those windows would open out to the street. Mm-hmm. And we had a one-way street. It was a thin street. And when we were, whenever we were leaving, she would lean out the window and say, "Where you's gone?" And then when we came back and we, "Where you's been?" Tell me if I'm spelling this correctly. Okay. Here we go. Coming in right now into the Philadelphia translator is a phrase. I'm, you, I'm guessing it's spelled, I'm guessing I'm, uh, Christopher Durang play. Well, I'm guessing where are you going in Philadelphia as pronounced by you is spelled W H E E Y I S S G O I N E. Where you, it's used. Where you, going, going, but it's all, you know, the thing about Philadelphia is it's, it's lazy mouth, but then it's all sort of drugged together. Mm-hmm. So it's said lazily. Where you, where you's gone, where you's going, where you's been. Well, we have that in the Where's South, Donna? too. We can squeeze it into one syllable in the South. You've heard the three-syllable conversation. Go G, ahead. Jew, C. <laughs> we don't That's have the, C, but we do have the, yeah. G yet? Jew? Yeah. Dana Shore? <laughs> Dana Shore. Good, good I love Dana Shore. Shore. All right. Let's wrap this up. This was a delight. That's it. The, both, both of these, these topics, both of these topics are close. You have any other short ones you want to do? No. All right. Uh, these topics are closed. time. But there are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast to talk about buffets and times gone by. Have buffets in times gone by. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. <laughs> The host of his very own fine podcast called A Bit of a Chat with Ken Plume. You can find that wherever you digest your podcast into your heads. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving Hal and I a chance to just have a totally silly, but yet still valid under the uh, rules of this show. Yes. The best section at the buffet is officially Don Viola, the soups. Soups. We still take this very seriously. 
but thanks for letting us goof off a little bit for this one. And, uh, yeah, your support of this show and helping us and giving us a chance to sit and goof around with each other and have fun is absolutely priceless. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Agliardi. For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We got this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.